Hello, good afternoon, good day, good night, wherever you are. This is Unleashed Unapologetically. And this today, on the first day of the new year 2021, we have Dalia, who is a retired nurse. She's also a blogger and a health technologist. She is a promoter of truth about avoiding errors and unexpected costs a bridge between the world of tech geeks and ordinary people just looking for solutions. And we know how that feels, right? When we're looking for solutions and we don't know how to get them or where to go and get them, she can help you with that. But you also have to be in the right mindset to get that done, right? So this is where she comes in and she tells us what to do. How are you? <laughs> I'm very well, Najeja, and thank you so much for having me on your show. I appreciate it. You're quite welcome. So we, the last time we talked about um, technology in the medical world, you had so much information that you guided me with. You know, so how about we start there? Sure. Okay. Well, I think the first thing um, to let people know is that um, healthcare does not cost the amount of money that people are currently being charged, and the money's being wasted on all of these middlemen. Mm -hmm. So there are some new solutions out there, and I'm going to guide people towards them during the show. But to, to not think that if you want better care, you pay more money, that's not the way it works. We're all paying far too much as it is. There are much better solutions that are actually cheaper. Mm -hmm. um, so that's the first issue. And the second issue is to be aware that there are a lot of errors in healthcare because it's been very slow to adapt to technology mm -hmm. and because it's really been a cottage industry um, for most of its history and it's really struggling to, to step out of that. So people do need to learn about health technology but the good side is there are great home products, home services, handheld devices that just connect to your smartphone and that will do all the work and can give you much more accurate readings. Mm -hmm. So you started in the healthcare as a nurse. What got you to pivot into doing those research into working in the field that you are in i mean you're still within the medical but to help other people know what's in the um the technology and the the no cost um medicare medicaid that we okay. most of us suffer from okay um <laughs> when you work inside the system um you see all of the errors but you're not allowed to talk about them it's it's a strange world where you where you see, um, you know, people that are readmitted uh, for problems that should have been dealt with before they were discharged. Mm -hmm. You see um, surgical mistakes that should have been dealt with that weren't and that then caused the patient to become quite unwell. You see the wrong drugs given, patients taking the wrong drugs, mixing up their drugs. But you're really not able to take any control because if you're a nurse or a doctor, you're just working on the ground floor You've got a caseload of patients you're running around you're very busy and you're not able to stay to say to people listen things are being done wrong they can be done better you're not even uh, allowed to recommend new technology mm -hmm. so i retired from nursing about um, seven years ago i actually had some health problems myself but that was probably a good thing because i got to see just how inaccurate the system really is 
<laughs> so I decided to clarify the problems to let people know what actually happens. And when, when you read the stories on my blog about errors, you go, oh, okay, it was, it's really simple. The problems that happen are really basic. Um, and then I started to investigate a range of new health technology products, apps, smart devices, all sorts of strange bits and pieces. Mm-hmm. But just a much more accurate that people need to know about. And I thought, well, you know, my job is now going to be to let people know about the errors that I've seen, that I know about, that I can explain in nice, simple language, mm-hmm. um, and then to help them discover and find smart tech that is now available as consumer products in many, in many areas that can simply eliminate a lot of the errors. And mm-hmm. for you in America, there are also there's also a new range of health insurance products, both a pay cash model mm-hmm. um, and a more accurate health insurance model. And that can really cut people's costs and give them better care. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's, what, that's what I do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So by helping people know the right way or the, the, the system into, or I would say the discovery, help them discover, you know, yeah. The, that that new path, the the no cost, um, when they want to get cover, you know, coverage, especially um, us in New York, you know, <laughs> or in the United States. I mean, I'm in New York. Um, we often you, I'm pretty sure you do hear a lot of people saying that you know they're working but they don't have health insurance, you sure. know, because it's too expensive and um, there's so much politics into it and there's always so many things going on in that bracket of life insurance and health insurance and um people's lives you know and all that how do you how can people pivot from that mindset to know that it is possible for them to find you know the right coverage and the help that they need the support that they need for their health so they don't just go astray or go thinking that okay they're never gonna get health care because they cannot afford it okay what i tend to do is to steer people towards good quality primary care um and there's a model of this starting up in the u.s called concierge medicine Mm -hmm. um and this works for both doctors and for patients this is really a group of doctors who said we're sick of health insurance it's all bullshit like you said it's very political mm-hmm. too many middlemen um, and we're not happy so they've really left the system and set up a model of primary care uh, where the patient pays a subscription fee and it can be combined with some people get Medicaid there's all sorts of you know uh, bits and pieces that you can draw in on um, and it can be as low as $10 a month and then you have your own doctor your own primary care position and you see them for much longer. The doctors drop their caseload from about 6,000, about 2,000. So you see at least, and you see the doctor for at least an hour mm-hmm. and then you can start to go, well, okay, what, is, what are the real issues? Is it that you're overweight? Is it that you're unhappy? You know, primary healthcare deals with all those strange, messy things that do lead to deep problems if they're not addressed. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the first ports of call. I always say to people, you need to find a good model of primary care and it can be pay cash or there are some insurance models. So you've got not just a tick and flick, but an hour with your own physician who says, you know, let's look at um, dental care, 
uh, let's look at weight loss, let's look at being depressed, let's look at feeling suicidal, let's look at family issues, kids on drugs, all that messy stuff. And the other thing I say is if you want to have or if you need to have surgery, honestly, seriously think about um, medical tourism. That's another pay cash model. You look around, um, these are in Mexico, they're in Asia. Um, a lot of them are very high quality. And you simply look at the prices, you pay cash, you get a great product, that's it. None of this out-of-pocket cost rubbish, it's all inclusive. A lot of people are doing that and they're paying much less and getting a much better product. And the other thing I recommend to people is, look, you need to know about new health tech. Um, if you're an asthmatic, you've got a thing you can plug into your phone, it'll check your lung function capacity and it will give you the analytics to tell you how you're doing. You can have for asthmatics an attachment to your inhaler that will check your lung function. There's, there's all sorts of strange bits and pieces. So good primary care, you've got to have a proper GP. We call them a GP here, you call them a primary care physician. Mm -hmm. um, if you're going to have surgery, honestly, look at paying cash overseas. It's cheaper, it's better. None of this out-of-pocket cost nonsense. Um, and then the good tech, that's what I display on my website. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I know that when we go and we have surgeries or some kind of whatever work that needs to be done, you know, yeah. um, in our bodies and etc. It costs us thousands of dollars <laughs> that are charged on the on insurance. Um, they charging for hospital care and all that. So when you have a doctor concierge coming in to work with you how does that work they come to your home what are the equipments that they carry with them how sufficient are these equipment how valuable are those equipment just so the work that can be done when you go to an actual hospital or clinic or emergency they are also able to provide the same you know the same um, support um, system with what they bring to you if do they travel as well and how is that how, how when you say concierge is it that they go to the people's house no how do they work and what do they have with them as I understand it um, it's really a direct contract between um, the doctor and the patient so there's no middlemen okay. so yes you pay a subscription fee some some of the government subsidies support this some of the health insurance plans support this so you might pay a different fee depending on what your circumstances are but instead of saying hello goodbye here's a script um no you see them for an hour and they go hang on your issues aren't that you've got a urinary tract infection the issues are that your kids are on drugs you know i mean what puts people in the emergency department at the end of the day can be issues that were just not addressed and they can be family issues, they can be emotional issues, they can be social issues that then snowballed and became a health issue. So concierge medicine is, um, I can send you the links, there's a range of clinics. So no, you go and see the doctor, but you see them for much, much, much longer and they follow you through. So if you do end up in hospital, um, they take full control. 
So you're not changing that patient's drugs, that's my patient. Um, they follow up on all the tests and all the treatments, so it's completely different. So instead of you, the patient, being left on your own, there's somebody who spends much more time with you and goes through all that messy stuff that happens in people's lives. I mean, you know, GPs say that, you know, primary care physicians say that the majority of the issues they deal with are family and emotional and social issues and a minority are health issues. Um, so they deal with all of that messy stuff and they follow you through. You know, most of the time, that's what you need. People do not spend most of their time in hospital. Um, so that, that's a way of cleaning up all of the chronic disease management, the social issues, the things like depression, all that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. When it comes to hospital, I honestly suggest to people start to be a hard-nosed consumer. I, I wouldn't go to an American hospital if I could avoid it at all. The system's completely screwed. Even if mm. you have health insurance and they say they cover that hospital, mm -hmm. be clear that there are some departments in that hospital that may not be covered. Mm -hmm. So you can't win. The majority of um, medical bankruptcies in the US come from people who actually had health insurance. Mm -hmm. So this is a system that you can't win in. So I guess what I'm saying is I want you to stay away from hospitals as much as possible. And when you need to go in the limited amount of time, consider going overseas mm -hmm. where you simply get a quote, get a price, pay, fly, have it, fly back. That's I mean, it. Um, speaking, I'm speaking on behalf of many who may not be able to afford traveling to, you know, going overseas, going to other countries and they can only do what they can do here in the States and um, just have to take it as it is because that's what's given to them. Um, what other alternatives do they have if they cannot travel out of the country to go to uh, another place where it would be cheaper for them to see a doctor or get an operation done and, you know, here and there, whatever is happening in the other countries. Because again, you're going to a country that you don't know people, you're just going for an operation, you don't speak the language. There are so many fears that people can come across, you know. Um, it's always great to, to advise people what to do, but if we are not on the other end to understand where they are, and what the pains are and the struggles are, we may never really understand where they're coming from with their fears. So for those who cannot travel or cannot go overseas, what other alternatives they have? Well, most issues can be dealt with with primary care. And in terms of cost, um, you would save money in the long term if you either dropped your health insurance or if you had um, a cheaper plan and then you put the money towards primary care mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so I guess this financial model is about planning over the long term perhaps planning over 10 20 years and saying you know my health insurance is I don't know 200 a month it can be a lot more I hear mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, instead of that I'll put um, 50 bucks a month towards primary care and I'll save up the rest and that requires a saving plan and a bit of discipline. And then really, 
Um, I couldn't recommend an American hospital uh, at this stage. I'm not aware. There are a couple of places that will pay cash and take cash, but I don't see the prices being that different to overseas. Um, there's a couple of orthopedic places that do, you know, a pay cash model. Really, I mean, people need to, I, I guess this involves a financial model of putting money towards primary care, then saving your pennies and saying, you know, when I need to have like, you know, my teeth fixed or a hip operation, that'll be in two years time and I'll save up and I will be getting on a plane. I, I honestly couldn't recommend an American hospital because I know that so many people are going in with health insurance and coming out broke. Now, I know you have Medicaid for some people. I think 50% of Americans can access this and that's a government um, subsidy and in some cases it's good. But it, I would be very cautious about going to an American hospital with private health insurance because you can get caught out so easily. So in terms of, in terms of money, it's actually cheaper over the long term. And this is a long term way of looking at things. Good primary care and quality health tech. And then when you need surgery, save up one year, two year, three years and go. Or there are some places that offer Medicaid. I don't know how they work. I don't have I mean, I'm, I'm hearing you. And I mean, and that's why I like, you know, having conversation on this platform yeah. because it's about conversation. Sure. It's about helping people understand what they can do. How can we empower them to sure. take the steps that's going to help them? And, you know, here we are. I mean, you are telling them that, hey, you wouldn't advise them to go to a hospital in the United States because it's expensive. Well, we all know in the world that the American, somehow their health insurance is expensive. Yet, you know, we have people who would want other ways, but they don't know how to get these other ways. They don't have the support to get the other ways. They may not have jobs to help them get the other ways. So it's we can always tell them, yeah, start saving money. But if I have a broken arm and I need an operation done, okay. am I going to be saving money to get this operation done when my arms is rotten and not being able to function at all because I was not able to quickly go to the hospital due to the fact that the hospital is expensive in the state. So in that concept, how do we yeah. build? Because remember, here we are empowering, we are helping people grow their confidence. We are helping sure. them step out of the, you know, that stuck mindset and understanding that, hey, when we get the chance, what can we do? How can we step up for ourselves? How can we call the government and let them know that we need the health insurance, we need the support because, yeah. hey, right now, uh, I have a, a, a hip that needs to be replaced. I have my yeah. teeth that needs to be, I mean, certain things are aesthetic, right? Certain things yeah. are, <laughs> you know, yeah. for you to have it done, you may have to get it out of pocket. So if we don't have the out of pocket, here we go. We stay another two, three years without going to the dentist and have our teeth fixed because, you know, they think it's yeah. aesthetic and the insurance is not going to cover it. Or maybe a certain cancer, you know, for those people who may suffer from cancer, you may have certain cancer that may not be covered by insurance. I mean, this is outrageous to hear. You know, when you hear things like that, of, you know, sure. the coverage you should be getting and you are being told because it is you may die at a certain point. So there's no need to be covered for it to get any yeah. treatments done. 
Yeah. They are absurd, right? Yeah, I, yeah. I agree. I, yeah, I agree. <laughs> How, you know, in our place as people who are, you know, experts in what we do, you are, you know, you coming in with your expertise and you want them to understand that be, be outside of the, the, the system that is there in place for them, there are other ways. And in these other ways, if they cannot afford it, what can they do? Can they work with a with a strategist to help them build the process of saving money if they can do that? Or can they work with, you know, can how can you guide them into helping them, you know, um, save up, you know, to travel to another country and have did the surgery done? So these are the things that, uh, you know, as we are in the other end and we're trying to get all the information take notes and everything we want to get that oh yeah I, I, yeah i really see what what she's saying because I, I it's it's too expensive for me and she she gets it so what how can they reach out what can they they get you know when they go to 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 start working with you what can they come up with what can they get outside of it all that if they don't have money in their bank account at least there's a way to start you know not everybody have ten, has ten dollars you know to put into a concierge doctor or to start doing subscription for you know medicine that's coming from other countries so that's mindset that we need to help them develop just so they know oh okay i may start little but i can start anyway oh. I would always start with good quality primary care um, and there's a whole range of these clinics. There are some that are combined with an insurance model. Um, there are some where you're communicating with a doctor via text or via um, teleconferencing, mm -hmm. but it's still focusing on primary care. So there are some quality care, quality primary care services that are combined with a health insurance plan. And there are some that you pay cash. But either way, the answer is, um, in my opinion, to for people to find and to link up with um, a quality primary care practice. Uh, and that's not the 10 minute tick and flick or the five minute tick and flick. That's where you spend something like an hour with the doctor and they go through all of the issues because people's issues are really complicated. It might be that they have high blood pressure. Well, that's nice, but they're only taking their tablets half the time. 50% of people don't take their tablets. So it's, you know, the issues are complicated and that's the kind of stuff that a primary care physician will address. Um, so you can control a lot of conditions by actually understanding what the condition is mm -hmm. and being reminded on a regular basis that you need to take those drugs. You can get the drugs cheaper. I've got a couple of websites uh, where um, they coordinate data from all across the US um, and then they get people the cheapest scripts um, this particular company has been around for a while and they're very good. It's called Good RX. So I can give you all these links. Um, they're my number one favorite. Um, yeah, Good RX. They're great. Mm -hmm. 
So there are cheaper ways of getting your meds. The health tech is great. You can buy stuff at home, but but the but the number one message is, I guess that I give is that you need to find your way either through a health insurance plan or through paying cash to a good quality primary care physician. And I will tell you right now, the majority of the issues that they deal with are not health, as in you know broken arms, broken legs. There's stuff like not taking the medication. There's stuff like you know kids on drugs running around caught up in a whole system there's stuff like addiction issues there's stuff like um you know family problems more so like traumas people that are going through traumas um losses it's 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 messy you know Mm -hmm. when when people come through the door of a primary care position they might say i've got a broken arm but the reality is there's all these other issues Mm -hmm. and if they're not addressed then it will all snowball. So first point of call, I can give you some links. You either have new health plans that focus on primary care and it's mostly by a smartphone, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, or you have concierge medicine where you pay a subscription model and you see the doctor face to face. And that's the beginning of healthcare because that's the beginning of sorting out, well, really what are the issues? And the mm-hmm. issues might appear to be hypertension, but it might actually be um, uh, anger and frustration and, um, a shitty job, a shitty neighbourhood, right, a whole lot of right. other stuff. And that's yes. that will get sorted out in primary care. And then people start to get the education, what does high blood pressure actually mean, you know. Um, so that's the first point of call. Look, saving money, it's a big pain in the neck. I, I really hear <laughs> what you're saying. Um, you have some sort of, there. there's some sort of a health fund some sort of a saving plan starting but you can put money away i don't i don't quite understand i think really at this stage i would just say to people start a little savings plan and you know things like um medical tourism are not going to cost as much as you think um you'll find you can just go to mexico and get a lot of things and see an american doctor <laughs> there's a lot of american doctors over the border who are just as pissed off as the patients are mm. uh, so you know what and uh, you know most most things can wait Mm-hmm. Um, what's most urgent is the primary care and sorting out what are the drugs, what are the treatment, what are the problems, what are the issues and building a relationship and having someone spend the time with you that explains how things work. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the first port of call. I can give you a dozen websites that offer this. Plus I have concierge medicine on my website. Um, the next thing is, yeah, people have got to start putting a bit of money aside. I don't know how they want to do it but they need to start a little savings plan and it's not going to cost that much money. If you want to get your teeth fixed, your hip replaced, it's going to cost much less than you think and there will be no out-of-pocket costs. I just wouldn't trust an American hospital. And the other thing is drugs, you can get them much cheaper with a place like Rx, Good Rx, where they just have a huge database and they just analyze everything. Um, so you, you say you want a drug and they'll look all across the country and say, well, well, the cheaper brand is here, given that you've got this plan or no plan or whatever, you know, or this government subsidy or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, health tech, you know, it might be that you've got sleeping problems. You might have insomnia because of family issues. Well, there's health tech that can fix that, that can say, I'm looking at your patterns. This is what your sleep's doing. You need to fix this. You need to do that. You know, some of this stuff is very clever. It really is. So first point of call, good quality primary care, either through a new insurance plan or concierge medicine. The rest, you've got to save your pennies. I'm sorry. That's just the way it is. 
Um, I can't recommend an American hospital. Have you been to an American hospital? That's why you adamant about no. it. I've, I've read a lot. I read a lot from, I read a lot about American health. I follow a lot of American health bloggers and um, so what are the doc- facts that you have to support it just so if somebody wants to reach out to you more sure. and ask you more questions you could refer them to sure. where exactly those informations are you know given and fed in just so they too can get the information you know sure. at the right source and not just because we think that they not sustainable because they are a very great hospital in the United sure, States. I live in are. the United States and they are great hospitals. I have, you know, families who are doctors and in charge of yeah. hospitals and they do great. So they I do. cannot just go by, you know, a general statement because I read it, you know, somewhere else, but for the support of the audience, people who want to know that, hey, Here we are, um, you know, the main struggle here, it's how can we afford if we want to have a, you know, working in with concierge doctor or want to have to be covered or not having to spend too much money on insurance. That's what, oh. you know, that is where we lying our facts because we, we know it is expensive. We know for, you know, and some people, they rather not have insurance because it is that expensive, but yet yeah. their health matters, right? And because of that, we want to ensure that the information that we are giving them can support them and help them know where to go. Um, sure. You know, as we getting the links and the information, but we want to also know that, hey, our hospitals, we have great hospitals, but there are some circumstances or some other reasons why, you know, I would stand behind going outside of the States because we may find it less cheaper than if we were in the States. So like that, we don't just make people feel like that fear for the hospitals that are in the United States because we just assume that, oh, I would not go to a hospital because, you know, we want to bring the right message to the audience and we want them to know that we are there for them, you know, but while we are there for them, we are doing our researches just so we can help them find better support. And I mean, that's where, you know, I, I would come with my judgments and supporting my audience and the audience and everybody's listening. I think that's what really they want to hear. They want to hear that, um, you know, Hey, there's a better way than just what we have now, but it doesn't mean that what we have is not good. Sure. I'm sure that the, the hospitals are very good, but the issues that I pick up on are that you can go in with health insurance and then suddenly you hit with these huge out-of-pocket bills. And you might feel that, you might be told, you might be assured that that hospital is part of your health plan, but you still get these huge bills. So because of the fragmentation, I mean, if, if you've got money, I'm sure it's very good. But um, there's a guy, one of the people that I follow is a guy called Marty McCary. He's a doctor who works at the John, Johns Hopkins Institute. And mm-hmm. he's written a lot about uh, health reform. And he actually goes around America representing patients who've been sued by hospitals mm-hmm. for their bills. He stands up in court and he says, this is nonsense. And he gets a lot of people off. He's, he's a great guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know he's written a, a number of books 
So my concern about hospitals is not that in the US that they're not good. I'm, I'm, I know that a lot of them really are. Mm-hmm. But the majority of medical bankruptcies come from people, I believe it's 60% come from people who actually had health insurance when they went into the system. And that's why I'm, you know, um, and really I always steer people back to good quality primary care because what puts you in a hospital can often be avoided if it's managed early. Not everything, you know, there's road trauma. Um, there's things that you don't expect, like broken broken limbs. But most of the issues can be dealt with with a proper primary care position. And I don't mean a 10 minute tick, flick, tick and flick. I mean mm-hmm. an hour mm-hmm. going through all your issues, having a plan for you, having follow up and backup, you right. know, uh, and being able to see a GP within a day or so that you've mm-hmm. got to know that you build a relationship with. Um, so that's, 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 I have a lot of, um, I can give you a lot of references on my website. I have a reference page and there's a mountain of stuff. Um, there's academic articles, there's books. Marty McCary is one of the people that, that I like the most um, because he's written a lot of books. He wrote a book called Unaccountable. He's written other books. Um, so he's, uh, he's published a lot of research. Uh, I can give you a link to his site. Mm-hmm. So the stuff that I quote goes on, goes on what he says. Um, there may be different arrangements of people who have Medicaid. You may have some hospital that would treat you, but I don't know how that works. Right. So, you know, I, I always think it gets back to even if you're not sick now, you need quality primary care positions. You know, a lot of young people die from suicide. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. An awful lot of people are taking illegal drugs more than anybody would realize. So all that messy stuff, that's what the family doctor is there to deal with and treat. And, and that means, you know, time spent with someone who's dropped their caseload. So they're not shoveling people through. I don't believe in those, you know, tick and flick clinics. It just doesn't work. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. That's the number one port of call. Um, like I said, there are some new he- uh, health insurance plans that are working on this. So you can contact a doctor all the time. So you can text, and I think they have like a health insurance plan per month, and then you can contact a doctor anytime, texting or video conferencing. Um, That's a good option as well. These all involve some money. Mm -hmm. That's the way it is. Um, But, you know, I've got got a lot of references and research. You can go to my website, see the reference page. It's it's quite substantial. Um, People just need to be a little bit cautious about the bills, you know, um, not saying the healthcare isn't good, but by Jesus, you know, people are getting caught out. People are going to the system thinking I've got health insurance. They say the hospital's covered, but oh no, the emergency department wasn't covered and here's the bill, five grand. Like what? Mm -hmm. Really, if you've got a good primary care position, you shouldn't be in an emergency department. You know, you shouldn't be in an emergency department unless you've been brought in by ambulance because you've had um, either a stroke or a heart attack or a car crash. There's no reason for you to be there otherwise. All those other issues, uncontrolled diabetes, uncontrolled hypertension, you know, um, they should all have been dealt with with a primary care physician.
is it it something that would be across the world you know in all hospitals you know um because yeah we don't always go to the hospital to go to the emergency room if it's yeah. not an emergency that drives us there um but we'll go to the doctor like when i go to my primary care i go to see my primary care so at the end the relationship that needs to be built will need to be built regardless so i me how i look at it i look at it where if a doctor does not have people skills regardless of if they are concierge or if they have they you they paying out of pocket and you don't have to pay insurance if the person does not have people skill they just don't have people skills and they're not going to have relationship with their client their patients they're not going to build that rapport that a, a patient needs i need to be with you know building a rapport with my doctor because i know the next time i come in he can always remember the last conversation i had with him I mean, I know that the doctor may be seeing thousands of other patients, but a relationship and, you know, based on how, when I was growing up, when I used to go to, I grew up in Haiti and we had our primary doctors that my entire grandmother, grandfather, my aunts, my uncle, everybody gone to the same doctor. So he knows the family well. So the minute we come to his clinic, Yeah. He knows what to talk to us about. He knows where we left off the last time. Yeah. And overall, that's what the rapport, the relationship should be whether the doctor works in a hospital. If the doctor works in a hospital but it's your doctor, the next yeah. time you come back to visit, he should remember the conversation you had period. You know what I mean? Yeah. So building the relationship to me is it depends on whether or not, you know, the doctor has people skill i call that you know that place where he needs to to be to make the patient feel welcome and make the patient feel like oh you always there for me when i need you yeah well that comes down to time that they have spent mm-hmm. and one of the the things that i like about the primary care models is that the, they get the patient to drop the case load mm-hmm. so instead of one doctor having 6000 patients which is ridiculous they have 2000 Okay. Um I mean it sounds like you're touching on other issues you know people can certainly you know have life coaches to help them with you know all the messy things that go wrong in people's lives mm-hmm. the job mess you know um struggling with families all sorts of stuff weight loss is a big issue for a lot of people you know and that's fantastic um so there's a whole lot of um stuff out there I don't have a lot of that on my website I tend to stick with the medical um stuff. Mm-hmm. I think when you when you go and see a doctor it needs to be primary care where they've dropped their case load. I mean, I don't support the 10 minute tick and flick. Mm-hmm. That's not good. So, I guess what I suggest is this new um sort of tech-based primary care health plans where you're texting all the time backwards and forwards, backwards and forwards. Mm-hmm. Because it takes a while to explain things to people. why you're not taking your drugs well you know many things go on um yeah and uh, so that's what i suggest and then in terms of general health and lifestyle you know people should join a gym but people don't you know mm. <laughs> um i'm not going to promote what people should do because i know that they don't most people don't follow through with their gym subscription 
Um, really, well, not everybody has a gym. <laughs> that's you right. Know, and, you know, really, you can. To go to. <laughs> that's right. And really, you can put on a pair of shoes and go walking. You know, I mean, there's nothing right. wrong with walking for an hour every day. <laughs> so that comes down to what a local walking group. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so really, mm-hmm. um, a lot of stuff can be done much cheaper. Uh, getting a pair of walking shoes and joining a group of people and walking for an hour every day. You know, that'll that'll do great wonders for your for your mm-hmm. for your health. Um, as we are talking um something just came to mind we just went into eight months well we are in january so that's actually nine months yeah nine months of being confined at home not being able to go anywhere that everyone who you know needed doctors actually had to start in a virtual lifestyle where we had to see the doctors via you know via zoom and we had to talk to them that way on phone calls and you know texting and all that whereas you know not everybody is used to a system like that but of course we had to adapt to the changes because sure. of a, a a disease a, a, a virus that came in and turned everything upside down and told us hey that's what you have to do and for many there were people who felt that you know how am i really being acknowledged when yeah. I'm behind the screen. What exactly can a doctor see behind the screen? And it's hard because not everyone expresses themselves, you know, clearly. Sure, sure. You know, it's a struggle, but you see where yeah. I'm going, right, Delia? Because yeah. it's like, it's a struggle because not everybody expresses themselves. You know, some people are hard to tell a doctor what exactly their pain, what is really hurting, where do they have the headache? Is it on the left side or is it in the back, you know, of their brain? Yeah. Is it in the the, the uh, vertebrae? Is, where is it, you know? And they cannot really express that. So it, it, I'm looking at, we are in a although we are in a new virtual lifestyle we are seeing things and you know diving deeper into the technology but for those who are old school they may never change into that and they you know and it, it that's where oh. the pain comes in as well right because they may feel like, okay, so if it is the case, let me just die alone and be in pain and whatever and whatnot. Yeah. So uh, it's so hard, you know, when we kind of put our head around things, it's hard to fathom what's happening in those, you know, within technology, within the changes, within the virtual sure. lifestyle. And again, encouraging people to to make a step that they never used to so i really i mean i think what we want to we would like is to get that more um empowering behind that that mindset just so they can know okay you know what i since it's really hard and the insurance is really hard so this is what I really have to do and it's getting into the mindset of it and understanding that maybe that would be for the best if I go that route. So what would be the best way if somebody wants to learn more from you? How can they connect with you? Uh, Well, people can certainly get in touch via my website. Um, And I have spent a bit of time with um, some people and worked through specific issues. People are most welcome to to contact me. 
I'm just trying to think, you know, the lockdown is, is a huge issue from a health point of view. I personally don't feel that this virus has been managed in a scientific manner. I think there's been more politics thrown around than hard data and I'm, I'm, I'm quite irritated by that. Um, I could say a lot, but, you know, I won't. Um, uh, you know, I'm really, I'm very irritated. Um, uh, you know, things like getting out and getting access to sunshine is just so important. Um, I'm not sure if you're aware that um, they did some really quality research with coronavirus about the, the people that were coming in um, that were sick enough to be admitted to hospital and then taken to ICU and an enormously high proportion were bl people with black skin. Mm -hmm. And they looking at lots of issues, including low vitamin D levels um, and a propensity for high rates of uh, metabolic disease. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, people need access to the sun. People with darker skin need more sunlight. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, so the lockdown is really problematic. Um, mm -hmm. It's not healthy, in my opinion, and, and I don't support the way in which this this uh, epi epidemic has been managed. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you can get, um, <laughs> you can now get, um, they're bringing you to hospitals um, uh, like uh, artificial sunlight, um, um, mm -hmm. like, um, they're using it to sterilize hospitals now and you can get your own ones off um, Amazon where you just basically it, it gives you artificial light um, and they're finding that that's really good with hospital bugs. Um, you know, people could actually have some of that in their own home because people have got to manage their health um, at home. Home exercise, I guess you could get a bike, but that's not cheap. You can get stuff on eBay, but that's not easy. I've tried that. It's not, you know, none of that is easy, really. Um, the whole lockdown is really not making things very easy for people. And in some mm. states, obviously, there's no lockdown. They can just get out and run around the sunshines, which is exactly what people need to be doing. Mm -hmm. uh, and in other states like New York, you're all locked up. It's cold climate. It's like in England. It's just not very good. Uh, my suggestions um, is to have a look um, at these new, um, uh, it's like ultraviolet light. And you can just you can just get a unit in your home and just sit under that and get access to, and take some vitamin D supplements. It's really important mm -hmm. that people have adequate vitamin D levels um, and to exercise in whatever way you can. Mm -hmm. um, I know it's not it's not very cheap when you try and get things like home gyms and home bikes and stuff. Mm -hmm. And as soon as that's released, get out and run around. Mm -hmm. It's not natural. It's not good for people to be locked up. Yeah, I like that you you encouraging um, you know a lot of exercising and I mean it doesn't have to be if you cannot afford a bike or if you cannot afford anything from the gym even going to the gym, you know if you, if you have television at home and all you have to yeah. do is put you know some YouTube channel on and do some that's yoga right. and exercising yeah, and that's all right. that. Get out and, and I have yeah. done that and yeah it really is helpful and i think that you know if they can start that way at least you know because yeah. hey if we cannot go outside but there's a way to still you know exercise and lose weight and get ourselves fit and in shape it can be yes. done so i definitely support that as well yeah and people also need to stay in touch with other people mm -hmm. uh, you know in whatever way you do it i certainly made sure when we had a lockdown in victoria australia that I kept close contact with everybody. 
So particularly people that are living alone, it's really important to keep them in the loop. And I just spent the whole time on Zoom and, you know, a whole lot of other things. So as much as physical exercise is important, communicating with other people is important. You know, we're, we're actually two million years old, you know. We were made <laughs> yeah. to be out in the sun, running around, being physically active, eating nuts and fruits and, and you know, bits of meat as we got it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're not meant to live the modern lifestyle and that's where a lot of our problems are. Mm-hmm. So we need to get back to that as much as is possible. We really do. Mm, um, I love that. And the yes. new health tech can just save you money. And if you have a disease, particularly if you have something like asthma or diabetes, it can just make your management much more accurate. Mm-hmm. It really is good. Check out my mm-hmm. website. You plug these things in your smartphone and you'll get all the analytics, the future predictions from type 1 diabetes to, um, you know, to Parkinson's. Things can be managed. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. There's... Um, uh, wrist-worn devices that can monitor your tremors mm-hmm. and that um, to the doctor and it then it goes into patterns and analytics so they can say well look we'll adjust your medication here or there so the home tech is the health tech is really long-term chronic disease management okay. often using devices and often using a smartphone so instead of a doctor looking at you every three months and going oh well how have you been feeling mm-hmm. what they get is every analytics in the world um, stick on things to monitor your heart rhythm and then they can just go okay you know you're having intermittent cardiac arrhythmias at this time of the day you know whatever I mean, mm-hmm. it's just fabulous stuff mm-hmm. That's good to know. yeah it's great uh, monitoring your sleep a lot of people have sleep problems mm-hmm. or you can get um, a smartphone thing it will the phone will listen to you at night and it will and it come back to you and say well listen you're snoring you've got sleep apnea uh, you're not sleeping properly, you're not getting REM cycle, you're going to bed too late, what are you doing on social media, you know, all that sort of stuff, mm-hmm. um, and guide you. So these services, and they have a subscription, um, they can really guide you towards better health. Mm-hmm. They're, they're really like their own ecosystem. Um, so they can fix a lot of problems. And most problems are uh, in the primary care issue, chronic disease management, depression, insomnia, mm-hmm. uh, loneliness, you know, addictions and yeah. stuff. That's good to that's know. The, thank you so involved. much. Yeah, thank you so much for bringing that um, to our audience. And for those of you listeners, women and gents, if you are listening to us, I would like that you start taking into consideration how important your health is. And, um, you know, it doesn't have to be for you to go and order things that machines to put in your home when you know you cannot afford it. If you cannot afford it, just put YouTube on and exercise that way. And, you know, go outside for a little walk. You don't have to talk to people, you know, just walk and put your mask on. Make sure you cover your face with your mask and you exercise and you come back home, you shower, you get yourself all set because what it does anyway when we exercise it releases the toxins that we have in ourselves and it helps us get our mind set ready for the day and you know you are more relaxed and your mind is actually more prone to tackle anything that comes in so um yeah take into consideration your health and look into those information that Delia has on her website just so you could know where to go if you want to work in better way to save money in your health care. 
So it was Unleashed Unapologetically, ladies and gents. I wish you all the best and I'll speak to you again soon.